now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you all the information you need to know or things that you enjoy about real estate. If you're in the market or if you're looking for ideas about what to do around your home or want to connect with experts in our community who can help you achieve your goals, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. Again, if you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Of course, it's been my pleasure being your host here for several years now. Uh, I love being here. Uh, I've been selling real estate in Greater Victoria for 30 years. I've handled hundreds of transactions here in our fair city. I am very proud uh, that myself and my team are ranked as one of the uh, top REMAX teams in Western Canada, and we'd be pleased to help you as well, too. You can find the Prime Real Estate team, my team, and the rest of the Whole Home Show team members on the cfax1070.com website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. People love their real estate stories. I, I love getting the feedback. We've had uh, funny real estate stories. We've had Christmas real estate stories. Uh, today, our guests are my fellow team members at the Prime Real Estate team, Kyle Kerr and Sean Farrell. We're basically going to be having a, a coffee and realtors conversation. I want to share some things and experiences that the three of us have experienced together, well, not together, but the three of us have experienced uh, in our multiple years of real estate. Um, before we do that, I want to remind you guys that if you've got a story to share with us, get in touch. Our number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Make sure you leave a message and we will air it on a future uh, program. Uh, and if you are a podcast listener, of course, we are on iTunes or Google Play. You can find all of our episodes, uh, close to 200 episodes worth over all these years, and a lot of great information, um, depending on what you need at the moment. Uh, so uh, thank you very much for following, but I want to get uh, started here with my guest today. So Kyle and Sean, here we are. How's your coffee? Are you ready for coffee and real estate? It's almost empty. Um, I will rectify that uh, shortly when we're done, but uh, it's tasting especially good today. I think, uh, I think the, closer we, the closer we get to um, uh, the, the, the longer days are going to be getting longer soon. Uh, I'm going to be need, needing less of this. So, yeah. yeah. I'm already done two coffees this morning, so uh, I am fully amplified and ready to go. So, uh, yeah, nice. ready to go and there we've we got go. some well, stories hey, let's, to share. Let's start with this. Okay, uh, Kyle, how many years licensed? Uh, here in Victoria as a realtor? Uh, I'll be 11. I'm pretty much in my 11th year now. Okay. And Sean, at the time uh, of recording? Yeah. Uh, 14 years. Although I would argue you could multiply either of your times uh, by at least 1.5, if not two, given your uh, time spent as president's past presidents of the real estate board, maybe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that, that would be Kyle and I as, as past presidents. We'll get you there one of these days, Sean. I will be there. I yes. want, well, hopefully. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. 11 
14 and uh, 30 for me. So, 30. So combined, we have 55 years worth of experience here. Uh, and, you know, the, our listeners might be wondering, they're like, you must see some really weird stuff. Well, that's what we're talking about today, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Tony, why don't you start us off being the, the elder elder here? I can live with that. Hey, just listen. Let me, let me interrupt for a second. I just saw a great meme on uh, or a video on uh, on on the socials channels there, where <laughs> a woman was talking about you know how you know you're getting old when yeah. uh, a website asks you to put your birthday in on a, on a mobile phone and you got to spin that thing like a wheel yes. of fortune to get all the way. <laughs> <laughs> this we is all, true. What we all have is uh, a lot of years of experience in real estate. Anyhow, carry on, Tony. I started young. Don't forget, I started. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Well, if we're talking about uh, age and long time in business, I've been thinking about uh, clients that I had very early on. So I'm talking like in the early 90s. And I will never forget. Oh, by the way, uh, our listeners, we are protecting the names and locations to protect the innocent here. So well, the three of us already had a conversation where we're not, we can't get into too much detail. We want to share these stories with you just so as you get a better sense of what we encounter as a real estate people in the community here, but we're not singling people out. We're not singling realtors or trades people or, or, or clients at all. We just want to share these stories with you. Okay. So I'm thinking back to very early on in my career, I met uh, this family. It was a couple and a daughter and they were renting and they des they really wanted to own, which is the, you know, the dream of most people, right? So this is nothing new. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to go meet them at their rental property. And I was, I was kind of shocked because there were rows and rows, floor to ceiling boxes. And I thought that they had just moved or relocated or something. Um, anyways, they bought a property and they moved in and what did they do? But they moved all the boxes. And I, I learned later that um, there was some hoarding going on. And, you know, we hear all about hoarders, right? Uh, I had asked them too. I said, well, is it important? Can you find a storage locker for this? Can you put them, you know, in a place? And they're like, oh, can't do that because they won't cover insurance. You know, if the storage place burned down and all of that, they, you know, there were important papers. Uh, and I was like, oh my goodness. Now today, of course, you would think, can you digitize that? Can you put it all online? Um, fast forward uh, a few years later, I saw that the house uh, sold or had to sell under distress, um, uh, you know, under bank control. So I wasn't uh, 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 nominated to take care of that. But, you know, I learned a lot out of that because I was young at the time, right? And I have come to understand that, you know, this is, this is one of these human nature situations. And yeah. um, it goes without saying, it would have made that house very difficult to sell because you couldn't see anything, right? So I don't know no. if you, have you guys bumped in a hoarder situation? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say maybe we could go around with some of the most unique collections that we've seen in homes. Oh, and I like that one. Let's, I'm going to write that down. So we'll, maybe. We'll and I, I mean, the first one, I, I, as I was showing some buyers who I remember this one house, uh, they were dolphin fans. So there was dolphins everywhere. Are, are you talking about the sports team? No, no. Like the actual. Oh, okay. animal, <laughs> and there was stuffed animals there was a giant dolphin statue in the dining room i mean 
I don't know if the person used to guest star on Flipper or whatever that may be, but oh, I mean, wow. every square inch of this home had toy and ornament dolphins everywhere. And, and the colors of the home were very, you know, teal greens and yellows. And my, like, none of us could turn our eyes away from like the unique fascination that we found in that home. So that was probably one of the most interesting. Are you talking everywhere or just a room? The everywhere. No, everywhere, Tony. Up in the bedrooms, in the dining room, on the kitchen. The yeah. the cookie jar was a dolphin. <laughs> like, oh my goodness! All every and the artwork was uh, marine animals. I mean, it uh, was. Um, it's so. This is what we have to say. Staging is so important. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. I have this is recent. I'd forgotten about it, but recently, within the last eighteen months, I showed I showed a house, and the listing agent uh, warned me. Uh, they said, "You know what?" Um, we we we're gonna we're gonna ask you to wait two days um, because we've just com convinced the seller to declutter a little bit and so I, I talked to my my clients and they were okay with that and uh, we went into the house it's a fairly large house with five bedrooms about three thousand square feet and he was the the listing agent was thrilled that they had managed to declutter we went in there every single room had dolls of air like like the oh. like the, like the creepy Chucky dolls and like oh, dolls yeah. like dolls. Yeah everywhere you couldn't see yeah. the beds in any of the bedrooms for all the dolls and apparently this was an up an improved version and it was it was i literally i at first i was shocked and then it was i was a little it was a little bit creepy really it was we yeah. we didn't stay long and i normally try and coach my clients to see through yeah. a seller's personal belongings no where there was no there was no way we were getting that out of our mind i, I actually thought about it for a couple nights as i was falling asleep it was it was different <laughs> oh my god well hey listen so we need to take a, a quick break here but we are we're getting deep here into uh this is our coffee and real estate stories we're having a conversation about strange collections uh that we have found in homes in our collective 55 years of experience here in greater victoria can't wait to hear about other collections uh so uh we just need to take this quick break here we'll be back in a moment with kyle kerr and sean farrell and myself of the prime real estate team back in just a moment you're listening to the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're having realtors and coffee today with my colleagues from the Prime Real Estate team, Sean Farrell and Kyle Kerr. Uh, we were chatting just before the break about interesting collections that we have encountered in our days as we're showing properties. Kyle mentioned the Dolphin House, uh, and Sean mentioned the Doll House. You know, Sean, Literal. I have seen... So, you know, they, on those websites that, you know, terrible MLS pictures or whatever, I've seen scary doll. Uh, 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 so this must have been, this must have been kind of freaky. It was dark and not just all the dolls had this really sinister look about them and just the number. It was just, it, it, I, I still, I can't, I think I blocked it out actually. Honestly, it wasn't until, until Kyle brought up dolphins and uh, just dolphins everywhere that yeah. my mind triggered that but yeah it was it was it was excessive this these hey, are the kind it, of houses that discovery it, channel talks about yeah hey by the way I, i'll have to send you guys pictures later there is a there is a uh, shop uh downtown uh, i won't name the street because you know <laughs> anyways it's they collect antiques and all that kind of stuff they have a shelf with doll heads and there's probably <gasps> about there's probably about 20 doll heads and they're all like <laughs> antique dolls and stuff uh yeah it's, so here's uh, a quick question as we talk about sinister dolls and sean having nightmares <laughs> yeah. um 
I don't think I personally had experience, but Victoria, we're known as a very haunted town. You know, we're oh, friends yeah. with John. Have either of you had any kind of extra, you know, nuanced experiences in any of these old homes that we have in Victoria? Actually, yeah, I don't talk about it very often because <laughs> people pe people kind of look at you kind of a little sideways. But uh, there is a, there. I, we had a listing, really old house built uh, right at 1903 or 1904. Um, and it had been a schoolhouse for a long period of time. Uh, like we're talking, we're talking Catholic schoolhouse, uh, like eons ago. I was, I, I couldn't explain it, but I was sitting in the house waiting uh, for uh, the buyer and their agents to show up. And uh, I, there was, I saw something in my peripheral vision, but it was up there. Like it was like, 10 feet in, 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 up in the air and and I looked around and just I got a real chill before I saw something in my peripheral and I looked up and there was nothing there and I didn't think much about it uh, I mentioned it about a year after the fact and someone said oh yeah that's 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 how you see spirits and ghosts you don't ever directly lay eyes on them they'll you'll see them in your peripheral or you sense them so I don't, hey, so, I don't so, know so what time don't of year know, but... what time of year was this and was it nighttime it was not nighttime, and I honestly I can't remember what time of year it was. I'd have to say it was fall, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I didn't get I get the feeling if if it was a spirit, they were I think they were just checking me out, making sure I was up, you know, doing okay by the property. But yeah, it was it was a little <laughs> different. It was I remember it for sure. Yeah. How about you, Kyle? Did you bump into that? No, I, I haven't in all, anything of, to... all of your all of your James Bay. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I mean this was Rockland, no. by the way, for what it's worth. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, nothing really in James Bay. That's why I say I've I've had clients who have said, oh, they sometimes feel like the house maybe speaks to them once in a while, but I've never had the personal experience. And I mean, it's I don't think it's a, it's a disclosure of defect, is it? If we believe it's haunted. <laughs> well, you know what? We've talked about this on the show before. Just yep. for listeners to know, like there is a disclosure for material latent defects, which is required. That's if the seller knows that there's something that could be harmful to to, to yeah. the, the occupants that can't be investigated under a, a normal inspection. So that's material latent defects. Yeah. And then there's a stigma. And the stigma could be haunted or somebody yeah. passed away in the home. A stigma is more difficult to ascertain if there's an economic impact, right? Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. But, but listen, uh, what I want to talk about, because this is not my experience, but a friend of mine has a business, again, in the Rockland area, Sean, uh, they bought this character house and she tells me stories about how, you know, she'll leave the room, come back and the drawers of the photocopier, like the paper drawers are open and then, you know, cabinet doors and stuff. And I'm like, does it scare you? And she's like, oh no, it's the friendly ghost. So it is <laughs> definitively haunted and she's okay with that. Asper lives in the greater Victoria area. It's good. Yeah, no, well, I've I've had clients say almost the exact same thing, Tony, about a house in Cabro Bay. Drawers would be opened when left shut and lights would be on when they were pretty sure they were turned off. I'm not 100% convinced I saw a ghost in that schoolhouse or not. I, I Maybe I was talked into it by the people I told about afterwards, but I just remember, I clearly remember thinking... I must have been, I, I thought I saw something and I didn't. I just thought my mind was, or my eyes were just, you know, not working properly. Oh, you, you know, the one I want to bring up right now, because we're going down this path right now is I showed a farm and they had this outbuild, this huge outbuilding. And I guess they had, they had grown mushrooms or something. So they had these dark rooms with those really thick sort of uh, refrigeration doors and stuff. Right. And yeah. it was abandoned, right. It was completely abandoned. 
and there was no lights because of the time of year and it had rain so there was like uh you know the floors were wet and everything and, and the agent and my client we were talking and i'm like you know this kind of reminds me of Silence of the Lambs. I, I just was going to say that. that was, I, I was imagining the basement oh, scene in the Silence of the it, Lambs. It was completely, because, <laughs> you know, you turn the corner and then, uh, oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Yeah, oh, funny. wow. I read your mind or you painted that picture well, because that's <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Is, I'm not big into horror suspense flicks, but that's one of my favorite movies. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So uh, th th these, are, these are the things we get to see, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And it's funny because you mentioned, you know, accounts that show all the bad real estate picks. And I mean, those are just the ones that make it online. But the things that we walk into sometimes, you know, the tenanted properties that don't have a lot of pictures because the tenants don't want pictures. And you get in there and you realize why the agent made that business decision to not get any more inside photos. And yeah. we see a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's important to, to mention here that, um, staging and photos and, you know, a poor presentation of a house, it is all really market driven because in a strong seller's market where there's no inventory and buyers are yearning to find stuff, they don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't care about the silence of the lambs, you know, uh, basement. Right. Um, but if it's a buyer's market and there's tons of inventory and there's a lot of choices, then yeah, sellers should be a little more diligent about getting those dolls out of the out of the house, right, John? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I think what, more we, always, we always tell people as part of that staging process, you know, if these things are important to you, you're going to be moving them with you anyway. So you're going to have to pack them up. So let's do it now. Let's get the house looking as clean and kind of open for the next buyer as possible because yeah it's it like sean for sean and i it was hard to look past those collections but you know what sometimes it's a hard conversation to have yes. with a seller because they don't understand yeah. they they to them it's their home and you know what hey yeah. your home is your exactly. castle right sometimes we have to have these hard conversations right definitely and sometimes sometimes we have them and it and it doesn't make any changes yeah but exactly. we, we, do our, speak, we do we do our best speaking of collections okay we've all seen the sports collections like the hockey jerseys and uh, all that kind of stuff yeah right? Yeah. yeah. Of course, you oh, guys, yeah. you guys know the collections that I enjoy, right? Yes. The Star yes, Trek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the best. Well, you were going through your comic book collection the other day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This uh, is uh, the way. You know, so, uh, <laughs> some of our listeners may know this is, uh, I am a, I'm a sci-fi buff. I'm a, I, I'm a crazed uh, Star Trek fan. I've got a lot of memorabilia. Uh, I'm, I am part of uh, some Facebook groups and I get sent photos from agents across the country who encounter like the, 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 the media room that's got, you know, the models and the toys and all that stuff. And I, I enjoy that. Right. Um, oh yeah. There's I been mean, some, I've seen some amazing sports man caves with, yeah. you know, like a pair, someone had a pair of Muhammad Ali signed boxing gloves, Oh my! like in a trophy case, like just some really cool, iconic pieces I've seen in some homes. And yeah. that's what I'm working towards myself. <laughs> and I've, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of gear, but I don't. It's not on display. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's tucked away. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 again, you know, I mean, that stuff is really cool to see when you're looking at a house. But sometimes it can be distracting too, right? Because because the buyer should be absorbing the house and not the stuff, right? Exactly. 
some some people some some buyers would be are you know some some sports uh, fans are very passionate and uh if you've got the wrong uh, jerseys in the, in the house it might actually <laughs> yeah. just turn them off a little bit he's yeah. like no no i can't i i'm i'm a i'm a bears fan i can't be seeing any vikings gear that's just you, the yeah. you don't see too many leafs uh, rooms around here anyways yeah. uh we're talking we're having uh, coffee and realtor stories here with Kyle Kerr and Sean Farrell uh, and myself from the Prime Real Estate team. We need to take another break. When we come back, we'll be talking more about some stuff that we've dealt with because this is such an interesting business and it's not like what you see on TV, HGTV. This is the real the real life story of Victoria Realtors. Anyways, uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of The Whole Home Show team members a call we would love to hear from you. And that includes real estate help. If you need a second opinion or want to talk about real estate, the market, anything, reach out to us at the Prime Real Estate Team. It's primeteam.ca, of which today I have my fellow two associates of the Prime Real Estate Team, Sean Farrell and Kyle Kerr. Thanks for coming again, guys. And good to be here. Good to be here. So, of course, we're talking about real estate stories, a conversation about collections, uh, uh, you know, nifty collections that we see in houses as we show them. Uh, we're talking uh, things that we've encountered over our collective 55 years, and uh, we are uh, hiding names and locations to protect the innocent. Um, but yeah, getting back to collections, man, some of the stuff that we, uh, that we see, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, Tony, maybe to change subjects a little bit too, I think we were going to talk a little bit about maybe some of the more challenging transactions we've had to put Oh, together. they're not all easy. They're not all easy. No, anyone, no. anyone who thinks getting into the real estate business is, you know, an easy, easy kind of situation, it can, it can be very complicated, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and even during a busy seller's market, people can think, oh, it's, it's super easy. You just put a lot, sign in the lawn and you go from there. But I mean, oh, and by, been, and by the way, through so many markets. By the way, we know this because, as you guys know, I'm an instructor for our real estate council. So I actually teach all the new licensees that get licensed on Vancouver Island. And when the market is busy, we get so many more people enrolling into the applied practice course. Um, yes. So it, it's a pattern. It's a regular pattern, right? And the thing is, is if we're doing our jobs well and we like to do our jobs well, we will be making transactions look easy from from the surface, but yes. quite a lot of it, uh, quite a bit of it, as a lot of these new licensees that Tony will train, they'll be fine. They'll be discovering that it's there's a little bit more to being a, a good realtor than uh, than just passing the exam and and, and knowing some people. There's it's a it's a lot of work. We love our job, but uh, let's uh, let's give some examples of some of the more challenging well, ones. Well, well, and before we do though, you're right, Sean, because it's it is, you know, I, I think consumers sometimes don't appreciate the amount of effort that goes in and some agents make it look easy. Is, is even, that old? Yeah. Is even the old, on the simple deals. Yeah. It's yeah. the old visual of the, of the duck on the pond, right? So mm -hmm. graceful yeah. on the surface, but when you look underneath its feet are just, they're going crazy. Right. And that's, that's exactly. 100%. Yeah. 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 
So, uh, anyways, I, I uh, you were saying something, Sean, and I, I, I cut you off there. Uh, no, well, yeah, I was, I was talking about simple transactions, hard transactions, and how it may, how it may seem. But uh, Kyle, you brought up some challenging, how some, some things have been challenging, and uh, <laughs> I, there's, there's, there's all sorts of them. But one that just popped into my mind uh, this morning uh, after we, you know, we were talking a little bit last night about, uh, about today, and, and I thought about one where uh, I helped some buyers get into a place uh, in Saanich. And uh, they were first-time home buyers, and they were looking at a house built in the 50s uh, in a great part of town. We uh, got the offer uh, together and accepted, and we had conditions to do all of our due diligence. And in doing our routine due, due diligence, <clears throat> I uh, asked, uh, I made arrangements to have the property scanned for USTs, underground storage tanks or underground yes. oil tanks. Yeah. And lo and behold, bam, we found one. And uh, it was big, and there was oil in it, and we uh, we went to the seller uh, about this, and uh, and then when we we brought the uh, the experts back, and they did a little bit more uh, nuanced uh, research, we found that underground storage tank was actually partly on that property and also partly on the neighboring property, and uh, what that was was a result of is the oil tank was installed back back in the 50s and then that part of town subsequently underwent a bit more subdivision so the original tank belonged to the house in question uh they subdivided the property uh many years like 30 years previous and uh now this this oil tank was on both properties uh so the seller long story short the seller wanted to make it right had to make it right we we, we we've got lots of conversations about underground storage tanks and we we're happy to to fill you in if if you don't know mm-hmm. but uh the seller agreed to set it right but the neighbor was dragging her feet and actually pretty freaked out and not not wanting to cooperate because you you know the, you the, it required digging up the tank remediating the soil you know taking down the fence and re-putting things up and it was it was it was looking like the deal was uh, in jeopardy uh and i thought to check the sales history of the neighboring property and it turns out that part that person had bought three years previous so i reached out to the, their agent and said Here's the situation. Uh, they're they're not they're they're kind of resisting or, or getting ready to talk to their lawyers about this, and and of course they should talk to their lawyer about any concerns they have. But we we the, the seller wanted to make it right uh, for my buyers and, uh, and and dig up the tank, remediate the soil, put the soil back the way it was fix the fence or put up a new fence in that section and the uh the the neighbor uh neighbor's realtor uh, former realtor you, you know convince them this is this is not only really necessary but it's only going to enhance the value of your property so mm-hmm. eventually that got done when we first uncovered that though i thought uh oh that's it's but you know i was i thought well the worst case scenario for my clients we would we'd have to walk away from it but the seller probably had potentially a big issue so let's, in the let's... end it turned out well Let's parse that out for a moment here, though. I mean, yep. I can I can envision, because I, I, I hadn't heard the story until just now, yep. that, that the neighbor next door, the reason why they dug their heels in was probably because they were concerned that it could end up being a bigger environmental issue and they're going to have to have a cash outlay that they didn't expect. Actually, Tony, it wasn't that case at all. We we were making. I was I was trying to make that case, and okay. uh, as as was the seller's agent and the, the neighbor. Yeah. Uh, but they 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 were just kind of, they were kind of dragging their feet because all of they all they could think of was well, my fence is going to be ruined, my yard's oh. going to be ruined, and they don't and they didn't really understand the gravity of having uh, a, a rusting out tank under under the ground with with with, with nasty chemicals in it. Uh, they they didn't they 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 thought 
they thought we were trying to sell them on something that didn't really need to happen. And, but it reaching out to their former agent, someone they've got a relationship with and may, probably more trust and having that agent go hundred percent, you should do this. It's, I, I wouldn't even, you, you really need to do this. It, it, that's what it took. And, and it, it took a bit of time and we had to kick the can down the road and extend conditions, but it got done. And uh, I am guessing, yeah. that, I'm guessing that you probably knew that other agent too. So you could have a friendly conversation with them, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't know them well, but I knew them. It wasn't it wasn't a hard conversation to have at all. No, that, and, and this I mean, is and this is the nice thing about you know our community is small enough. We know each other well enough, so to be able to pick up the phone and have that conversation, I mean, that's there's a lot of value that we as real estate professionals provide not only for respective clients but for that transaction as well too. You made it happen. Right. Yeah. Well, it was it, it was just in everyone's best interests, really. I mean, my clients loved the house but they were ready to walk away from it. They understood yeah. the gravity of the situation. So, and they're yeah. still there. They're still, th they're happy. That was uh, around 2010, 2011 time. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we like hearing these good stories. Yeah. 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 Um, I got another one for you guys, just a real quick one, uh, just before our next break here. So I'm, I'm thinking about uh, a house that I had listed for sale and the market was good. You know, it wasn't like crazy times and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it was a, a half, a purpose-built half-strata duplex, 1950s, you know, so that that sort of uh, uh, older style. And it was priced right. And we had a lot of activity. We had an offer out the gate. Um, uh, buyer couldn't get their financing. Okay, well, back on market. Get a second offer. Buyer couldn't get the financing. You know, the seller, absentee seller, because they're they're from out of town. You know, they start wondering, is there something wrong with the house? Um, and we're like, no. You know, it ticks all the boxes. There's no uh, environmental issues or anything. Um, we had five offers on that house that all collapsed. One of them was the buyer just changed their mind because you know what, that, that just kind of happens, right? Um, but it's just, to, to me, that house will always, in my memory, in my 29, 30 year memory, that was the most effort that we ever had to put into a, a house because of all the failed uh, offers that were not a result of the seller, not a result of the house itself. Uh, I do remember right now that one of the realtors just completely flubbed it because they should not have been writing an offer anyways, because the people were not able to buy. Right. Um, but it reminded me about the emotional turmoil that happens with sellers because we had to counsel them. We had to counsel the sellers throughout that entire process. I'm still in, in contact with those guys. I would say they're, you know, great uh, clients, almost friends. Um, but it's a war story that we uh, that we share together. Uh, anyways, yeah. listen, folks, need to take uh, our last break of the day. Uh, we'll come back in just a moment. Continue our conversation about uh, stories, realtors and coffee with Sean Farrell and Kyle Kerr back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. Realtor war stories. All the fun stuff that we, we get to deal with here in the real estate business in greater Victoria. Chatting today with my fellow team members, Kyle Kerr and Sean Farrell of the Prime Real Estate Team. And all the fun stuff that we have encountered in Kyle's 11 years, Sean's 14 years, my 30 years, collectively, 55 years worth of real estate uh, uh, experience and hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of real estate transactions. Um, it gets more fun, right, Kyle? I mean, there's stuff that, there's some things I'm pretty sure we can't even tell. 
we can't well exactly some of those things will go to the grave with us and our our agency of confidentiality uh you know i think both you had great stories about some of the different challenging ways and you know i think back to when the when we were in more of a buyer's market territory and i know most people in recent history don't remember those times but this was a time when there was you know five thousand listings available and you know we had lots of supply to be able to show people and i had some clients you know, really liked this home. Yeah, it was higher priced for at the time. And, uh, you know, it was in the you know mid 1.5 range. It was listed at, we went and looked at it and we knew right away it was well overpriced. And my client said, well, why would they price it this way? And we could go down that rabbit hole of why sellers pick certain prices. But so we decided to write an offer just to see. Sellers wouldn't even respond to us. No, we're, no. So we waited a month, wrote another offer, same price. They, they, they came down nominally. Got some movement. Nope, that's it. Me and my clients, they were very patient. We knew the market was trending down a little bit, especially in that area. We wrote six offers over six months. Six months. Six yeah. months. Yeah. And on the final month, they we wrote the same price every time. And the final one, they finally started coming down. And my clients came up a bit, but we finally got that house well down from where it originally started. But my clients, they knew it was the home for them. We knew it was a unique home. We knew this and we knew it wasn't a house that everyone was beating down the doors on. So we waited six months. We stuck to our strategy and we just kept shipping away. And there was patience because, you know, they wanted to move on. But, the, the, you know, the wife really kept coming back to that home. And I mean, so we had to deal with the agent was very respectable. He did his job of representing his client's best interests. But the sellers really felt that they had a property that was you know, a lot higher than what the market market was willing to bear. And we just, we stuck it out and we made it work. So, you know, you know, there's a patience and yeah, there's an old saying that there's a buyer for every house. And it seems like your buyer was the perfect buyer for that house. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of buyers, I mean, especially in the, you know, in the few years where we've been in more sellers market conditions, it's, it's very quick and they feel like they need to jump on something and they don't want to feel like they're missing out. And, you know, we do go through different markets and, and even in, in sellers markets places, sometimes there is a, a role where you need to be patient and you need to let something go for a while until that, that person's a little bit more receptive when it comes to negotiation. So for all of those first time home buyers out there and even people who are new to the area or in, in during the pandemic with these really low interest rates, not all homes sell in six hours. There are mar- <laughs> yeah. there have been markets where they take six months. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, hey, listen, there are houses that take years finding oh, yeah. the right buyer, oh, yeah. right? 100%. And, yeah. and, you know, it might be relisted a whole bunch of times, maybe even change realtor or whatever. Um, yeah, this whole selling in six hour thing, um, that it's not normal. It's not what. Hey, Kyle, what are, or either of you, what are some of the more interesting um, conditions or subject twos that you've, uh, you've, you've had on a, on a, on a, either on a listing or on a, on a purchase where you're helping a buyer? Any come to mind really quickly? I'll start you guys. Go ahead. Okay. So I didn't have this, but I, but a colleague of mine, actually a past president, Kyle, I'll tell you who later, he had one and this is, you know, hard, hard to argue with, but it was subject to the buyer's family uh, having a prayer in the house like Ooh. a family prayer yep. session like wow okay yeah yeah obviously uh, probably very important to that buyer yes. and, and they needed to feel comfortable yeah yeah one of the most interesting ones uh i've come across we had we had one where we we had the listing and it was a waterfront property large waterfront property and the uh, prospective purchaser came in and uh 
many subjects amongst one of them was subject to the buyer being able to verify that they could land a helicopter and actually Ooh. land a helicopter on the property uh and uh they had to get transport canada approval and it's not they they, they got the approval they landed the helicopter they bought the, i mean there were other subjects too but they bought the place it didn't seem practical because it's not something you can just come in and swoop in and do on a moment's notice you need approval every time but it was yeah. one of the more it's one that sticks out in my memory anyhow you know, I haven't had this one, but I've heard about it before. Subject to the buyers getting the chance to stay at the home yes. before they acquire yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too. yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, have it's you, like, has it's, anyone seen this? Like they want to rent it like a hotel for a night. Yeah, it's like an Airbnb. And, yeah. It's like wow. they, they, they want to savor it. They want to savor it, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I, we probably have to have a lawyer confirm what kind of liability and, and issues that could create. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I would advise my sellers. I mean, if it was a deal breaker or not, I guess it would depend on the market and the property. But I mean, it's an interesting, and I've had my, my clients almost make that joke before and they've always said, well, that won't happen. But yeah. it is one that I've heard of people actually trying to make it a condition of the hey, office. You know, I, I think it's important to bring up that, okay, you know, you're working for your buyer and of course, you know, looking after their best interests. And if it's a desire that they want, we've got to kind of work it through. Explore right? it, but, yeah. But, but we also need to be mindful of the seller's position because I can't imagine a seller who would be all that super keen about that. You know, no. like you said, the conditions have to be right, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, if it was a vacation property or something in a market like Miami or, you know, I could see maybe some markets where it's kind of a unique lifestyle. But I mean, just your typical home, I, I don't think I could see myself letting someone come live in it before they make the final decision. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you, uh, Kyle. I, you know, as agents, we're, we're not supposed to, uh, we, we do our best to not impose our own values or our own sort of opinions on things. That's a tough one, though, because I, I hear that story and I think there's no way I'm letting a complete stranger sleep in my bed. No way. Yeah. But maybe, maybe some sellers would be okay with it. You got to keep an open mind and yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, 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 sort of related to that, though is we especially in the past few years um we've seen a lot more of uh, uh non-canadians you know the foreign buyers you know uh um quote unquote who not only buy the house but they also want everything included like mm -hmm. the like the bed in the master bedroom and the furniture and the towels and all that kind of stuff and that's a little different you know yeah um, yeah and we and we've had cases where sellers did sell the the majority oftentimes it actually helps them because it means they don't need to get rid of stuff right yeah uh, it's always a fine line because you know in in certain you know levels the more higher value homes some of that furniture you know i i had it one time actually where the clients we were writing up the offer and it was a really nice house in queenswood and the seller the buyer's daughter was there and she go i really love that art that was on the wall and he said, okay, we'll throw that art piece in, right? Because this is, again, was more of a buyer's market condition. Well, the list agent calls back and said, okay, we're willing to work with you, but uh, that piece of art is worth $200,000. So if you want it, we will include it, but there's a value associated with that. And he looks at his daughter and he says, first of all, you've got a good eye. Second of all, you're not getting the piece of art. <laughs> so, but that's the thing we don't know sometimes with that furniture. And, and again, you know, very expensive pieces. Uh, you don't want to muddy the waters of a negotiation now. Now you're negotiating value of furniture. So it has to make sense for both people to really make that work. You know, actually, that, that gets me thinking, too. Uh, many years ago, I sold a beautiful Waterview property in Oak Bay. And I, you guys know I'm a car guy. 
And, uh, you know, any listener here who is a car person as well, too, would appreciate that. Uh, I was showing this house, which my client eventually ended up buying. But in the garage, this meticulous garage, double car garage, and there was one car sitting smack dab in the middle in its glory was an immaculate Ferrari 512BB, a Berlinetta boxer. Uh, and I've never wow. seen one face to face. And of course, we are not supposed to touch things. So I was, I'm like, oh my goodness, I would love to jump in and play around. Um, that was a beautiful car. Oh my yeah. goodness. Some of the cool things we get to see in houses, right? That, that actually reminds me of another, uh, another subject where uh, we, we had, uh, we had a, buyer that wanting a three car garage with a um with a pit elevator to be able to uh, oh. no not an elevator but a pit uh, to be able to to work on you know work underneath the car without having to have a hoist right mm -hmm. because well this was very specific because the house they had their eye on had an outbuilding and they loved the design of the house i mean you could have could have built another garage on this property with the size of it was but they wanted to keep it Victoria's uh, can be a bit tricky when it comes to the geology because it's, it's, it's a lot of glaciated rock here. So if you run into bedrock, you can't really dig. Uh, and this garage was already there. So our, that, our buyer actually wrote subject to being able to take a, a sample, a core sample of the soil, and they had to like drill through the concrete floor of the garage and then put it and then agree to put it back the way it was if they didn't want to buy the property. So yeah. it turned out it was, uh, it didn't happen. There was oh. bedrock under there. So oh. they just, they, they, but they, they, they've spent a, a fair amount of money uh, fulfilling that condition and then putting the garage back so that the, the seller still had a garage with a, with a, a hole, without a hole in the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's a question for both of you guys. Well, in your in your recollection, how long is the longest that you worked with a buyer? Three years. Three and a half years. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Eight <laughs> years. I got wow. eight years. Yes. So I started talking with this fellow, um, and uh, yeah, we just talked a lot. Like we were we were in constant contact. He's from out of town. Actually, he's from Alberta. Um, and every time he came to town, we'd have a visit and everything and showed, you know, a lot of houses and, you know, showed a lot of properties. Uh, and then at the end of the day, he bought uh, eight years later, he, he missed out on an opportunity in the Uplands. Uh, I think it was like three years before. And of course, there's regret because it's sort of like, I should have bought that because the market changed. But uh, yeah, I think eight years is, is my record. I have I had one I had one buyer for fourteen or fifteen months, but showed them eighty three properties before they bought. <sighs> Yeah. Well, well and it goes back to what you were saying before, Sean, too, about because well, first time home buyers or just people out there, because I get it a lot. I work with someone for three to four months and they're like, you must be getting sick of me and I must be your longest client. And, and I tell them these stories <laughs> and they're like, what? And they said, yeah, so don't you know, we, we, we take our time with our clients. Right. We want we want them to make the right decision, as you both said. But yeah, don't fret because we've always had someone we've worked with longer. And Tony, you set the bar now. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, because, you know, same story. I, I get people saying, oh, you know, we must be your hardest buyer. I'm like, oh, well, you know, you know. It, well, it, oh, yeah. it takes a lot to be <laughs> difficult, right? Victoria and Vancouver Island, uh, but especially Victoria, is a bit different than uh, some other Canadian cities. When we get people coming here from other markets in Canada or even North America, where there's larger tracts of land than we have on 
on an island, uh, you have a bit more uniform development and maybe a bit more inventory. Here, homes tend to be very unique entities, and so if if someone's got very specific needs, or you know, it can take it can take some time, and sometimes it goes like right away. But it's uh, most people that have been here, about th three quarters of buyers, you guys still come from the local areas. That's still yep. an accurate number. Yeah. Yep. But yep. for those that come from other areas, sometimes they're they they're 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 feeling bad because they're like, I'm sorry, this is taking so long. I just haven't found something I like, and I'm like, well, that's okay. We'll keep looking until we do. And and uh, it's and people people wind up loving it, but it's just it it's you're it's a bit more nuanced than going out and buying a pair of shoes. Uh, the house needs to fit. <laughs> so you know. Well, you know, well, you know what I've discovered because uh, we're nearing the end of our program here today is we could talk a lot. There's mm -hmm. lots. Of, you know, it's so funny uh, for our listeners here. Uh, you know, we talked about doing this episode last night didn't know where it was going to go but as it turns out the three of us have got a lot of content that we oh, can I share mean. and i think we could uh, we could do this on a, on a regular basis because there's so i had in mind a number of stories that i couldn't share today but let's do that again another time okay guys well, let's go let's come back to it for sure Sounds sean farrell and kyle kerr from the prime real estate team uh, here in victoria if you need to reach any of us primeteam.ca uh and we will be here for you this time next week